This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We're taping this on Wednesday morning, as we usually do. Wednesday morning. Still don't have an idea. What, that was weird. Why would you just sing like Why that? Why is that weird? <laughs> Still don't really have an idea what Harbs is going to do yet, as far as the yeah. starters are concerned. I'm looking through X right now. I, New Year's resolution, Jacob, is I'm going to start calling it X more. Because I keep no calling chance. It, I do keep not calling it Twitter, and it's not accurate. It's 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 an inaccurate. You know what's crazy is that if you go on the website, <laughs> it's it Twitter. Says Twitter. How can and I go you to type into your computer? How can I buck this habit if I have to type in Twitter.com? I don't know what comes up. I don't want to know what in, comes up. Yeah, that could be bad. If you type in Twitter.com, I know exactly what comes up. So I'm perusing X slash Twitter right now, still nothing, and I don't think he's going to say anything until later in the week, but here's what my guess would be. Mm-hmm. No Lamar on offense. I think that's a given. That's the easiest one that you can you can call that from a mile away. It should be. No Roquan on defense. I think he's kind of like the, the quarterback. He is the quarterback of that defensive unit. I think he's their best player on the defensive side of the ball. No Roquan on the defensive side either. Okay. Kyle Hamilton dealing with some injury lately. I'd rest him as well. But the big two. That's a huge help. Lamar. Kyle Hamilton being out. Kyle Hamilton's a stud. Uh, whether it be injury or them resting him, him being out would help a lot for the Steelers. You know, maybe some starters sprinkle in through the first half. Maybe Zay Flowers gets a couple of routes in. Maybe Gus Edwards takes a couple of handoffs. But to me, I think number eight and number zero are pretty much guarantees to not dress, and that goes a long way for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. uh, the Ravens are a team that I think is so good that they can give you a a puncher's chance or a, 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 a good battle, even with a lot of their backups in the game. I think they're a well-coached team. I think that Todd Munkin's offensive scheme is clearly working for them. Yeah, it's clearly. clearly working for Lamar. So I, I think that this is still a really strong team, and – and just assuming the Steelers get their win, get to 10-7, and seven, and then we watch the Jags game and the Bills game on Sunday, you know, that's not really safe to do when you factor in this rivalry, of course. And then also the, what I just said where, you know, yeah, there is drop-off when you put the backups in for Baltimore, but I still think they're going to give you a pretty tough game. But that being said, Lamar being out, and then if I'm right about Roquan Smith being out on the defensive end of things too – um, huge, huge advantages for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they play Lamar well traditionally, mm-hmm. but I still just would rather play Tyler Huntley. And I would still just rather run the football, use the middle of the field against that defense without Roquan out there patrolling things. Yeah, I mean, obviously you take away the best player on offense and you take away the best player on defense, you're feeling a lot better. I have a feeling, Tom, I might push back on Roquan. I think that... Why would they play him, do you think, though? I mean, they played everyone until the end of the Miami game, and they were... That was weird. Four that was a very, bit of a bizarre I move. mean, that's a situation where the game is literally over. It's not like, oh, we have to keep these guys fresh. The game is over, and now you're just keeping them out there. You're actually risking it. Maybe he like, kept... Like, you could have easily kept them out and then said, you're still going to play next week, but I'm not going to run the risk of hurting you when you were up by 30 points. Maybe he kept them out there because he planned already on not playing them this week. And he was like, well, if I pull them now... This is now, my last shot them, them. This is their last yeah. half of football, last quarter of football for about two, a half a month here. Um, I'm just going to keep them in. Uh, but Lamar, you know... It's obviously that debate of rust versus rest when it comes to a team like Baltimore. And you brought up the point on yesterday's show 
you know, they rested when Lamar won the MVP in 2019 and they got the number one overall seed. And then Tennessee came in to Baltimore and, and just kind of pushed them around, just out physicaled them. They forced Lamar into passing the ball, and he is not the passer then that he is this year, despite winning the MVP then. Um, so there's obviously that debate of will they maybe, you know, two weeks off is a long time off in the NFL. But when I think of just how crucial a player like Lamar Jackson is to the Ravens, when I think about how, yes, you may run the risk of a rusty Lamar in the first quarter, first two quarters of the divisional playoff game if you rest him this week. I would much rather have a rusty Lamar try to, you know, work himself back into game form as quickly as he can as opposed to no Lamar at all because then you got no chance pretty much on whoever comes into Baltimore in that divisional round game. Yeah, you got no chance if it's not Lamar. Let's Let's adjust. Maybe you have a chance to win the divisional round game if, if you know. I don't know. Say a Steelers gets to you. I, think I don't you know because the then at that point it's not like I last. Still, it's not like last year where Huntley and that other guy. What was his name? Antonio Bryant. Um, Anthony Huntley. Bryant. One of those two guys were playing the entire second half of the season, and then they got the start in Cincinnati, and the game was close because that per, whoever it was between Huntley and Bryant have been playing all or, or the entire second half of that season, whereas this year, if Lamar goes down, whoever comes in for relief of him will get his first start in the postseason. Well, I, I just think when it comes to maybe a Steelers matchup, maybe a Browns matchup, I'd give him a puncher's chance in that one. Just because, just because it's, it's a divisional North, game. And yeah. their, their defense is still pretty good over there in Baltimore. They might be able to make a game out of it. I'd still probably pick the Steelers or the Browns to win if it wasn't Lamar at quarterback. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know if we can say, oh, they're done for sure. But you can say for sure they wouldn't make a run to the Super Bowl. And as much as you are ignoring this, Pittsburgh, that is exactly what the goal is for Baltimore right now, is, mm-hmm. to, make, is to win the AFC and to get a crack at their third Lombardi trophy. Uh, and I think they can do it. So I, I would be in the camp of resting Lamar. Uh, I don't think that even trying to guard against potentially a slow start in the divisional round is worth potentially losing him and and your shot at getting to a Super Bowl just evaporating. Because even though Lamar is, is, is healthy this year, Jacob, he signed his long-term deal, you plan on him, if healthy, to be here for another half decade, another decade if, if he gets lucky. Maybe not a decade just because of his style yeah. of play. But you plan on him being here for a while. You expect that Ravens window to be open as long as he's healthy. But you just... You don't want to waste these opportunities when they show themselves to you because, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Sure, we'll pick the Ravens towards the top of the AFC North for the next five years, and we'll pick them in the AFC playoff picture, and we'll maybe have a couple people pick them to make another Super Bowl run. But they are so poised for it this year. They've gotten through the regular season healthy. Don't risk that on a meaningless week eighteen. Yeah, game. let's 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 amend that statement. Don't it's risk so that. far. But, they've gone I mean. through. So don't risk that on I'm, this meaningless I'm with game. You. And you know, go into the playoffs with a fully loaded arsenal. Now, maybe Lamar snaps his ankle in half in the first play of the divisional round, yeah. but go into the playoffs with your your full tool belt at your disposal. Um, because again, like I said, you know, you're going to look like a contender for years to come. But there's no guarantee that Lamar stays healthy. There's no guarantee that your defense is as good as it has been this year. Harbaugh is not a guarantee to be around anymore. Like he's mm-hmm. getting older as a coach. You have a great opportunity here if you're Baltimore. I'd hate to see you blow it on a meaningless game against Pittsburgh. And I'm doing all this, and I'm pleading with you to start your backups because I really want a damn win because I want the Steelers to get to 10-7. and 7. 
And I'll, I'll go one further about Baltimore. I mean, this is not only their best chance as a team, but you have to take in the best chance regarding the league. We want to criticize, uh, it, rightfully so, Lamar's lack of postseason success. And, and, you know, he's had one win in five seasons play. This is, I believe, his sixth year in the league. Uh, fifth as a legitimate season starting starter. Uh but the 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 play the lack of playoff success is evident. But what I'd say is in the Baltimore Ravens' favor is look who they're playing in the conference. Patrick Mahomes is the only guy right now who's had legitimate playoff success and legitimate playoff experience. Josh Allen has only played in what like three playoff games in his career, four playoff games. Uh, he's lost more than he's won. Two is only Tua hasn't played in one game because remember he was hurt last year. Uh, whether it's Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, they don't have any playoff experience. Uh, Joe Flacco is the it, it's kind of <laughs> Joe the Flacco exam- has an MVP. It's the exa- <laughs> that's clearly the exam the the exemption here. But uh, Trevor Lawrence has one win under his belt, and he doesn't even look a hundred percent. Garner Minshew, I don't know if he's ever started a playoff game. He hasn't started many. No, he hasn't started a playoff can't, game. Can't believe CJ Shroud's a rookie. Yeah, who knows what he's going to look like. If so he, if, and, and Gardner the, or CJ might not make it. You know, so. we we can criticize Lamar for having a lack of playoff playoff success, but no one really. He's does. kind of even keeled with the rest of the quarter with majority of the rest of the quarterbacks playing in the AFC right now. Yeah, I mean Burrow and and Mahomes have the most success in the AFC. And you know, Mahomes doesn't crop. look the same. And Burrow, other than Rogers, who a, doesn't count, because right? He's and he's not yeah. there. He's right. not in the playoffs. Even even if he was healthy right now, the Jets aren't in the playoffs. So it doesn't exactly. matter if he came back, he's not there. So it really, I mean, Joe Burrow is the big name here. That's missing from yeah. the equation. Because if it's, if Joe Burrow is healthy, I mean, go back to the start of the season, before the season began, you you would pick the Ravens to win the division. I did. I said I'm going to pick the Ravens to come in second only because I think the Lamar is going to finish the season on the injured list, mm-hmm. not healthy. I did say, though, if he does manage to stay healthy all year long – Book it. The Ravens are going to win the division. And here's what happened. Not only did he stay healthy, but the Bengals lost their guy too, which is – I, I I think if the Ravens pull off a Super Bowl win here this year, not, not to take away from anything, it's going to be kind of like how we always talk about the Steelers won both of their Super Bowls in the Big Ben era without having to play Tom Brady on the way. Like this could be a huge, huge factor into this into the Ravens Super Bowl chances that Joe Burrow is not at all in the picture. I'll say I'll push back on that because Burrow's not really the Brady right now. No, the but Brady right now is Mahomes the- and he's gonna be there and he's got the all the experience. And I saw somebody say on Twitter if one of the receivers can learn how to catch between now and the playoffs starting, book the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Because yeah. I, I, that's probably dramatic, but I mean no, you gotta be, I mean the defense be, is still playing defense really one of the great. Best in football, yeah, right. And you got to be terrified at number fifteen. I mean, you just have right. to. Right. And any and any. I mean, he played at what like ten percent health against the Jaguars and still won that yes. game. Yes. Last year yeah. against a fully healthy Trevor Lawrence. After after Trevor Lawrence had just pulled off one of the greatest comebacks. And then he, and, NFL and then he was hurt throughout the rest of the playoff round, and he won a Super Bowl. And he still so. won this, and then won the MVP, outdueled uh, Jalen Hurts in that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean. Everything you want to say about Patrick Mahomes is legitimate. Get one guy on the team that can catch the ball 100%. I might even say, you know, if you want to add, I mean, it's kind of a weird name. Dalvin Cook, now released by the Jets. It's a veteran guy who can be helpful to you. He's not a receiver, obviously. But it's just someone else that can help you. 
I mean, Dalvin Cook, you add him to that team, he's probably the second best offensive weapon behind Kelsey, maybe the third behind Pacheco. If he's the Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, I'd much I have to assume he is. He he didn't play in in New York. They they did not play him. And you wonder why. Because they have Brees Hall. Right, but I mean, that doesn't stop the Lions from playing both Montgomery and Gibbs. That doesn't stop the Steelers from playing both Harrison Warren. I'm saying Dalvin Cook is a name. He's not a pass catcher. That's, no, that's, he's not. That's, he's that's a, the thing to know here. And you know, uh, but I'm with you. But you some get of the one other, guy that can catch the ball. I mean, like the Ravens maybe could use some running help, but I wouldn't rock the boat at all if I'm Baltimore. Buffalo has a running back. James Cook is like right. second in the league in, right. the, in rushing. So I mean, they don't all of a sudden they don't need to go out and get and get a, a guy like Dalvin Cook. So I, I don't know if Cook gets into the fold or not. The Browns, Jerome Ford, and Kareem Hunt are doing just fine uh-huh. in, in replace. So you know, for Dalvin Cook, it might just be a little little late in the season for him to get placed on waivers I'm because sure, I'm teams sure. don't want to rock the boat that much. But I'm and, sure but an injury might happen yeah. here that they right. just need somebody to take. I mean, look at Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Final, it was a week 17 final game of the season against Cincinnati. Went down in, what was it, 2014? The Steelers had to pick up, oh, what's that guy's name? From Houston. Oh, Ben Tate. Ben Tate. Yeah. Lost to the Ravens in that game. By you the could way. Al- you could honestly say that the Steelers lost that game because they didn't have Le'Veon Bell at his youth at the start of his prime. And then scumbag Ray Rice torched, yeah, torched right. the Steelers in that playoff game. Joe Flacco. Can't believe Joe Flacco is still in the mix here. That's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. So with the Ravens, I was ten years ago that game. Right. With that was the, 2014. I know, and now look at him. Yeah. With the Ravens most likely resting Lamar, probably resting some other key pieces. What's your confidence level on this for the Steelers? What's your confidence level on getting a win here? As we sit here on Wednesday. I'm, I'm sure leaning, it might change on you know, Friday when we know more variables. If, if you want to start at like 50-50, I might lean toward like 60-40. See, I'm 70-30. Whoa! I, I, if Lamar doesn't play. Right, that's what I'm yeah, assuming. But again, I, I, I'm, I'm still going to Even push, if Lamar played, I think it'd be like 50-50. Because I can't imagine Lamar is going to do like tr- – I don't. I want. I. I don't want to question the integrity of he's Lamar Jackson. Got the MVP. Like his. He's got the MVP after his performance. They have Miami, the number one seed. Did you see the odds after the Miami game? It's like minus ten thousand yeah. now. Like he's an overwhelming favorite. So like, there's nothing. And rightfully to, so. There's nothing. There's nothing to play for though. Right like, now, the MVP is just the best quarterback or the quarterback on, on the, the best, best team. team if he and play, that's, if he's the reason why they're winning, right. and he is so. You know, there's nothing left. You know, there's no stat padding needed. He's going to uh-huh. win the MVP. I, I, there's no real reason to play him, I, except if you said, I don't want him to be rusty. I want him to get the legs, you know, moving because we're going to have off next week anyway. Yeah. And even so, if he does play, I expect it to kind of be in a small capacity. And let me just oh, get they're my... not going to run with him. No, they that's can't. What I'm saying. There's no let, way. Let me just get let my me just body. Throw the ball a yeah, bit. right. Let me get my body worn in a little bit so that. When I come back in two weeks from now, that it's not totally rust. It's not totally new to me. Taking off two weeks is already people. It's so tough. It's, it's so tough to, to take do. off three weeks in a row, or or to to, to wait three weeks rather, because he'd be he's missing out. He's missing on week this, eighteen. This week he'd he's be not missing out. Then yeah. he wouldn't play this week. Then he's another week. Then he's off. Then you have another week until the game starts. Yeah. So three weeks between playing. You know, two weeks off, three weeks until playing. And he's uh, still going to practice next yeah, right, week. Yeah, right, of course. He's still going to practice. Of course he's going to practice leading to the divisional round. And listen, I mean, this guy's about to be the two-time MVP. He doesn't need all the reps leading into the, the week, you know? I mean, of course he's going to get a, a 
full workload as the week leading into the divisional round, but I'm just saying, like, this guy is capable uh-huh. of no... I'm. Uh, let's put it this way. I know it's a first-year playbook with Munkin. I think Lamar's got it pretty much. A pretty good if, grasp If I'm it. Harbaugh, I'm treating this like a preseason game. Maybe Let my guys for a go bit. out there, and, and you know, as soon, as, here's I, the thing as, soon as I feel like enough that. is enough... Yeah, because the second, like, anything can go wrong at any time. And, and it's the Steelers, and they're playing for everything. Right. So it's not like a preseason game in that aspect. Like, they, you might yeah, want to just right. go out there and be like, okay, a couple series for Lamar, a couple runs. Because maybe in the preseason, a, a you're tight also end playing backups. Off. Now you're playing the Steelers you're playing with the, the best available. You're playing a hungry Steelers with the best right. that they have available. So It's not now... What they have available isn't necessarily the best, but Watts, but it's there. the best that they have available. High yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And Benton is still there. Cam still there. Is still there. Minka maybe will play. Maybe. We hope Joey Porter Jr. too. Gonna yeah. need to have him. Uh, Minka for sure because I have a feeling this guy's gonna play for the Ravens, and he has been a godsend to them. Remember when Andrews got hurt and we speculated about them getting Ertz potentially right. because you go out Arizona, and get yeah. somebody that can fill that role. Isaiah likely, yeah, has just really has just done it on his own. He, in house, he's, he's been solid even when Andrews was out there, and, and now he has elevated to that number one tight end, and they don't miss Andrews at all. And, and yeah. I heard Jerry Dulac talking about this uh, off the air in the pregame because they're watching it in the booth, and he's saying to Mike Prezuta, he's like, he might be better than Andrews was earlier this wow. year. Like not better than Andrews was all career, but right. th- this, this year's year. play wise. Uh, you saw that fourth down touchdown that right. he had the one handed right. catch that Insane. he then took thirty yards to the house. Insane. So you know. Andrews, losing Andrews could have really been, I don't want to say a death blow because it's not Lamar, but a setback. And instead, it's they haven't missed a beat because Likely has just stepped up. So, you know, you need a Minka, you need somebody like because even if it is Huntley, I bet they're going to go to to Likely a lot, get him involved in the game plan a lot, get his reps up a lot, get him ready to go because he is a younger guy. You need to get him Mm -hmm. focused for this divisional round game and. I don't see him getting the uh, respect to to sit. Maybe in the second half he's out, but I, I think yeah. he'll be out in the first half, and that's a dangerous, dangerous weapon uh, out of nowhere, really, for the Ravens. I mean, that was when he gets hurt. I think everybody in the AFC looked at Baltimore and they were like, "There's your weak link. We can fi- we finally found uh, a little bit of gapping in their armor mm-hmm. that I can expose and put the knife through." And then likely comes up and it just it seals it right back up again. So uh, this team is a team without many holes. Likely has been a tough weapon to stop for other teams. Um, interested to see how the Steelers try to neutralize that, even with probably Tyler Huntley at the quarterback spot. Yeah, definitely. I, I The more you talk about it, Tom, the more I think I'm agreeing with you because as much as the, the Ravens should treat it like a preseason game, it's totally a different risk level because you're going up against everyone that the Steelers have uh, – Starting wise, the best that they that they can offer. Plus, this team is hungry for a playoff position. Plus, these two teams play physically every time they take the field together. There is no light. There is no Raven Steelers light version. No matter when you see this teams, these two teams play each other, it's always going to be tough and it's always going to be physical. It's always going to be competitive. And I think you're right. I think that even if you leave Lamar out there for a quarter or for a few drives in the first quarter even, it might be too much. You might be risking you might be taking too big of a risk by leaving him out there that long. Uh now the pushback I could have on that is he's gone this whole year without getting hurt. Maybe maybe with the new OC, maybe with new offensive weapons, his game has changed enough where maybe he's not that same 
injury-prone guy, and we've uh, the evidence is clear considering he he had each of his last two seasons cut short by injury, and now this year he's playing a full season. It's now uh, an MVP caliber season for him as well. Maybe Harbaugh trusts Lamar enough to say, I know your game has evolved to the point where I can trust putting you out there for 15 minutes, and that's all I'll need you to do. There would be a lot of tight people in Baltimore. Oh yeah. Oh, every him. every offensive play. It would just be <gasps> you'd be squ- you'd be squeamish. Holding yeah. your breath. Uh-huh. Please Holding get your up. breath. Please right. get up. I mean, TJ Watt wants the sack lead too. So he right. He, he's tied he right now with Trey Hendrickson. Week. Yeah. Right. So Trey Hendrickson. I mean, what a dude. Good lord. Yeah. What I a didn't. Dude. When he had that season with the Saints that got him the big contract with Cincinnati, I thought that was his you know peak. And he earned his contract, and he'll be good for Cincinnati. He's been great for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what, really one of the better free agent signings, non quarterback, maybe even quarterback wise of the past few seasons was Trey Hendrickson in Cincinnati. Um, fortunately, he won't make the playoffs though. Is that why do you think with the deep point? This is kind of going off on a tangent here, but we, screw it, we'll do it to end the episode. Why do you think you know? It is such a three-person race with Watt, Garrett, and, and Parsons for the depoy. Why do you think guys on that sack list like a Hendrickson or a Daniel Hunter or a Khalil Mack aren't being considered? Is it is it just because of team success? Because they're having phenomenal years. Is it is it just because they're so one-dimensional, pass-rushing, sacking-the-quarterback kind of players? I mean, that's a pretty good dimension to have that usually yields you Defensive Player of the Year consideration anyway. Like, Hendrickson having 18 sacks is phenomenal, and he's mm-hmm. nowhere even on the radar. No, he's not. Which—, which I mean, the Bengals aren't good, but they're not bad either, and they're injury-prone, which is why they're not in things. So is that a little head-scratching to you? Like, when you look at the sack leaders, only Watt out of the top, like, five is really being considered because Garrett's had his slump, and Parsons only has, like, 10 and a half sacks this year, 11 sacks. I don't know, Tom. I don't think there is a good answer. I think but maybe— you think one of them, like a Hunter oh, or yeah. Hendrickson, would be in the mix, and he's not. It's a three-person race. I mean, he's tied for the lead in sacks right now, and his name isn't even sniffing. You don't even know him. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's not even a part of the conversation. you got guys like Deron Bland in Dallas getting right. consideration right. before Hendrickson. And Bland... Really fell off after that He's hot like start. Diggs, yeah. man. Like, it, it, he has it's, all it's these big plays. Bus. Right, it's Everybody he puts him on the map. Everybody loves him. And then teams realize we should be attacking this guy. And, and a lot of the times with the corners that get a lot of interceptions, that can be a result of the fact that teams are throwing at them a lot because their coverage is lacking. And mm-hmm. so it's just a weird thought to me when I heard that you brought up Hendrickson. And his time yeah, no, I'm like, with you. Like, where because, is he really in the conversation? You know, what doesn't bother me is he the fact that— He shouldn't get it, but I'm saying he should be talked about. What doesn't bother me is the fact that T.J. Watt's name is up there because he's leading in every major statistical category. He's not going to get it. And he's not going to get he's it. He's not going to get it. They're going to give it— he isn't going to get to 20 sacks, I don't think. Two Please. sacks in this game, maybe. Maybe. No, he needs three. Three, he's got 17. Yeah. Okay, two sacks, three sacks get, in this game. He didn't get one against Seattle. I don't think he's going to get to 20. If he uh, get, Well, here's the thing. I think he can lead the league. Here's I think the he thing can, now. We were, we were debating last week, right, if TJ gets to 20, you know, one against Seattle, two against Baltimore, two against Seattle, one against Baltimore, it'd be hard to ignore. I... It's hard for me to predict that he'll come out and get three sacks after he got zero sacks against Seattle. But if that's the way he gets to 20, right, he needs three in this final game and he gets it, 
wouldn't that just be the exclamation point that is impossible to ignore to say this guy is clearly making a difference? Playoff appearance on the line for this team. And he goes out there with a three-sack performance, gets to 20, gets his team into the – does all he can do, like secures – does all he can do to secure his team's win and then puts the fate in other teams, right? And then whether or not the Steelers make it be due to the Jags and Titans game or the uh, Bills and Dolphins game is out of their control, but at least helps his team get the win, puts some control or, or puts some fate in their good fortune. Wouldn't that be impossible to ignore? Saying he 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 almost single handedly willed that team to the playoffs. All right, we're kind of all over the place in that first episode. Yeah. A lot of Ravens talk, but I mean, it's just exciting. It's exciting. Listen, I said this yesterday. When your team's always alive in Week 18, it breeds this kind of excitement. So don't take it for granted mm-hmm. that you're here as Steeler fans. Like this is unbelievable. We're in this Armageddon again for like the fourth straight year. Right. And I know you want to be in the playoffs comfortably at this point. Of course. But I'd rather take this than not being in the playoff race at all come week 18. Uh, so we'll talk about the playoff picture. We'll talk about Rudolph uh, trying to get his third straight win against the Ravens as well when we come back on the Steelers Standard.